back to another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. How are you doing tonight there, T-Dog? Doing pretty good, J-Man. Episode 325. Got a lot to talk about. Denver Broncos introduced their 20th head coach in franchise history today. Which, when they said 20th, um, I'm like, wait a second. It should be 17. But they counted three interim in the the history, uh, so... Who all were the interims? Well, uh, they just had Jerry uh, Roseberg this past year. That's right. Eric Studsville back in 2010 after McDaniels got mm-hmm. fired. And then a guy back in the 60s. Gotcha. So. You know, already some of the stuff Sean Payton's saying um, needs to happen. Oh, he's going to lay down the law. Russ he's can't have any outside wall. coaches in there. Oh, team three's not coming in. So he's laying down the law, which yep. – Good. It's on. It's on Russ to play. I, I honestly think it's on Russ to play well this year. If not, even though it's going to kill the salary cap, I think the Broncos will cut ties with him after this year if he if he doesn't yeah. produce. Probably so, have to. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, hopefully, I'll be one stroke closer at the end of this podcast for birdie or bogey because you have a two stroke lead on me already. Early in this Commanding year, that is, that is uh, 2023, but let's see if you're going to go up or go down because there's no par tonight. It's either a birdie or a bogey. It's a one-person answer. So over the past week, it was the anniversary back in t- 2009 when Kobe Bryant scored 61 points in a win over the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. At the time, it was the most points ever scored by a visiting player. Since then, it's been matched by one player. Who is that player that has scored 61 points in Madison Square Garden along with Kobe Bryant? Seems like it was just recently, and I have no idea. Um, Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Arlington Public House. Um, Once again, I have failed to bring up the read uh, on either my phone or the... uh, computer but arlington public house has upscale cuisine and cocktails with a casual atmosphere i saw a uh, special they had uh, over the weekend uh, they have the prime rib sandwich special tonight uh, which yep. is prime rib with caramelized onions provolone cheese banana peppers horseradish cream sauce and a cup of au jus uh, but uh, i was looking and they uh, had some specialty i think it was a burger over the weekend i'm trying to find it maybe they didn't oh <clears throat> it was the thursday night special <laughs> Waffle bacon cheeseburger. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, I was like, I want to yeah. try that really yep. bad. Uh, burger with pepper jack cheese and applewood bacon. Sandwich between two pearl sugar waffles. Yeah, when when I saw that, I'm like, man, I have to make the trek. That sounds, just, that sounds like a special just made for the J-Man. It, it does. It, it should have just been called the J-Man. <laughs> it should have. Maybe we should uh, should've. call up the owner and uh, have him change that for well, us. I, I also see they're going to do a Valentine's Day special next week. Mm. I don't have it pulled up. I was hoping you. I was hoping you have it up on on your Facebook. I I did. <laughs> I, I no longer do, um, but I will bring it up real quick. Uh, let's see a four course Valentine's Day menu for couples February fourteenth from four to nine p.m. Get your reservations now. Each couple's meal is two for ninety dollars and includes uh, all four courses: super salad course. You got a shareable starter course. You have entrees. You have desserts. Um, in the entree, you can get filet mignon, uh, ribeye. You can get roasted chicken, blackened shrimp, pasta primavera, uh, porterhouse for two. You can add a lobster tail 
to any entree for twenty. So yep, get some food. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, pretty good special going on there. I hope you have no other questions to ask me because I've already closed out of it. I do not. <clears throat> I do not. So I uh, trying to make a post here on Facebook about our show, and it's not one to cooperate with me. So mm. I'm just uh, doing a doing just a regular old post. I was trying to trying to tag all of our sponsors, but Facebook's being a jerk. So Meta is being a jerk. Yeah, Meta, 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 Meta. Metal world piece. All right. So, uh, what do you want to start with tonight? It's totally up to you. Well, I kind of talked about it earlier, but let's go ahead and talk NFL coaching carousel. Then we'll talk Super Bowl. And then we can, we can get into some Big Ten hoops. But uh, two more NFL coaches found homes this past week. D'Amico Ryan's going back to uh, where he played most of his NFL career at in the Houston Texans. Six year deal there. Hopefully, they'll give him some time. I think they will. But um thought they'd give well, I didn't think they'd give Lovey Smith some time, let's be honest. But <laughs> he was a dead man walking the moment he signed I, that contract. I, I don't even recall who the coach was before him, but he only got a year as well. Um, his name was that sounds right. Um, so hopefully they'll give him some time. It's gonna be a total rebuild. They have the number two overall pick. Gotta think they're gonna go quarterback if they stay there, or well. Or even if they move up, they'll go quarterback, I guess. I don't see them moving out of the number two spot backwards. Um, So I think he'll be a good fit. Interesting division there. I'm still up for grabs, even though I think Jacksonville's probably going to take control of it uh, for the next five years or so. Um, And then, like I said, Sean Payton to the Denver Broncos, which uh, was a really interesting coaching search. Lasted three weeks. It was kind of all over the map, uh, depending on who you followed. Jim Harbaugh was their number one choice, according to some. Sean Payton was their number one or two choice. Tobiko Ryans was their number two choice. So uh, I don't know. It was probably one of those things we'll never know exactly how how it really panned out behind closed doors. But they got Sean Payton away for Fox for a five-year deal, a big money deal. I think it was $17 million, $18 million a year. He, like I says, I think got to lay down the law, and we'll see if he can get the Broncos back on track. i just take a waiting record right now. Mm-hmm. And I would take nine and eight in a heartbeat. They haven't had a winning record since 2016 when they went nine and seven. Haven't made the playoffs since 2015 when they won the Super Bowl, of course. So uh, they have the second longest playoff drought in the NFL behind the Jets, who haven't made it in 10 years. So just just give the fans some fun football to watch, mm-hmm. get some winning ways back. I already like today, they asked him in the press conference, who are you picking the Super Bowl, Eagles or Chiefs? He said, I'm picking the Eagles. Never root for anybody in our division to win anything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. finally. I feel like <clears throat> the last three head coaches haven't cared about in-division rivals at all. Yeah. So, yeah, um, that's a yeah. Uh, that's a brutal division. But uh, Sean Payton obviously knows what he's doing. Uh, he's won a Super Bowl. He was a uh, bad call away from going to another one. He had a real good chance to win that one, too, yep. if they would have uh, called that pass interference there on the Rams. But uh, I think <clears> – <throat> Russell Wilson has been, uh, for the most part, uh, we never really knew this until the past two years or so. It seems like pretty selfish guy. Mm-hmm. Um, seem, seems like pretty me oriented, not real team oriented. Sean Payton's not going to put up with that. So, no, no. Uh, and, no. and again, we we kind of mentioned it right at the start that he's he's already kind of laid down the law a little bit because I guess Russ would have his own personal coaches in there, and uh, Sean said right away, nope. Not not going to be a thing that happens here. Nope. Uh, I think I think Hackett kind of let Russ do whatever he wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, that's not going to fly with Sean Payton. So uh, we'll see um, how it – you know, I'm not ramping my hopes up 
to you know dial 10 like I did last year uh, around this time or a few weeks from now last year I guess um but I'm excited that's who I wanted you can even mm-hmm. go back on my Twitter and every time I put the candidates he was my number one on every list so I'm excited about it um excited to have an experienced coach first time they've had an experienced sure. coach since Gary Kubiak that worked out pretty well and it's just kind of unique the Eastern Illinois ties quarterback ties to him and Mike Shanahan who also mm-hmm. was quarterback at Eastern Illinois so kind of interesting there so we'll see what happens we'll see how aggressive they are in free agency um they don't have any first round pick to be aggressive with so so we'll see and the two other jobs are still open arizona cardinals and indianapolis colts taking their sweet time going on their yeah. fourth week <clears throat> you gotta you gotta wonder if uh maybe both are waiting for a uh, coach to kind of end his season this week uh but it, <clears throat> it sounds like uh the cardinals are down to uh Bengals DC. Um, Coach who, else did, who else did they interview? There was one other guy. Now I can't remember his name. Um, oh, they, it was Kafka. Um, that's right. Kafka, OC that's and exactly. uh, the Giants. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Uh, and there's one other guy they're down to. Haven't heard a word about the Colts coaching search at all. Um, Aaron Glenn. I think that's his name. Uh, yeah. DC and, and I know that's he's right. I know he's interviewed twice. That defense it, was horrendous. Uh, it sounds like they're gonna do a third round of interviews with guys. Mm-hmm. I know Saturday interviewed twice. <sighs> Jeff Saturday. I, I hope he gets it. They'll go two and fifteen next year, and Saturday <laughs> will be back at ESPN. It, if they do that, Ursay's gonna lose a lot of the fans. I really think. I so. think they've. I think he's lost quite a few at this point. It's been yeah. a rough couple years now. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be interesting. I don't know. I like you said, maybe they're waiting for Gannon and Philadelphia, or uh, maybe uh, uh, the OC. Why am I? Why is his name escaping me? Of uh, KC, be enemy. Yep. Which I, I think his kind of criminal past mm-hmm. is the reason he hasn't yeah. landed. Haven't really heard his name for jobs here. Uh, this coaching carousel month like you have the previous couple years right right so it'll be interesting to see those who those teams get but usually the coaching search is wrapped up by now yeah um i think we talked about last week frank reich going to uh carolina yes. i don't know if he's hired by then uh seems like he's putting a really good staff around him including denver's dc from yeah uh, last year what was his name i don't remember how to pronounce um, it um <laughs> uh Averos is his last yeah. name but I always struggle to um, pronounce his first name, and, and Denver let him out of his contract. Mm-hmm. Just let him; he didn't sure. want to be there, so they let him go. Yeah, once once you have a guy that uh, you interview for a head coaching job, and then you don't give it to him, uh, that was already on your staff, makes it a little awkward. Yeah, he, uh, he they did block him a couple weeks ago from interviewing with Atlanta for mm-hmm. their DC position, but at the time he was still in the mix for Denver's right. head coaching job potentially. So, and Sean Payton supposedly he met with him. Talked with him last week. Obviously, wanted to go in a different direction. They brought him Brian Flores to talk to, but he just accepted the Minnesota Viking mm-hmm. defense coordinator job within the last hour. So good for him. So I don't know who Denver's got hired for OC or DC. They did hire a well. Peyton announced in his press conference they hired one of his own for an offensive line coach, hmm. one of his former offensive linemen in the Saints back in 06. So okay. um, we'll see. I don't know. I'm not too concerned about office coordinator because Sean Payton calls the plays anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's more defense coordinator because the Bronx have had, had had good defenses mainly for the past six to seven years. So I want to keep that going. Points. No, yep. it's good score points. And Vic Fangio, new defense coordinator down in Miami for your yeah. Dolphins. Yeah. Um, 
that is the moment they fired Josh Boyer. That is the guy I wanted. Uh, McDaniel wanted to bring him in last year, but uh, they wanted to kind of go status quo there uh, in the defensive uh, room, which it, it makes sense because they had such a great uh, year, especially towards the end of the year uh, defensively where Jalen Phillips kind of ha- uh, broke out. Javon Holland was great. Uh, other guys were good. Uh, but this year with all the injuries and Josh Boyer just didn't adjust, he'd go that zero blitz against J- Josh Allen on third and 15 in the playoff game. <laughs> um, with that lack of depth there in the defensive backfield, <clears throat> you're putting those guys on islands when you're doing that. And uh, Xavion's getting older. He'll be 30 this year. Um, Byron Jones was hurt all year. Nick Needham blew out his Achilles in week six or something like that. Brandon Jones tore his ACL at the game I was at Pitt- against Pittsburgh. So they just didn't have guys that could cover, and uh, they got whooped, and the pass rush wasn't as good as it should have been. And uh, you're bringing in a Vic Fangio. Uh, what style of defense did he run? Was it like a multiple? Was it a 3 4 4 Yeah, three? it was a little remember. mix. It was a little mix. Okay. Pretty aggressive style. Um, which, I mean, he's he's known for disguising yeah. everything, uh, which Josh Boyer did not do a very good job of. Uh, Bradley Chubb's best years came with uh, Vic Fangio's yep. defensive coordinator, so hopefully he can take him to another level. Jalen Phillips has turned into an absolute star at the other side on the <clears throat> opposite side of Bradley Chubb. Christian Wilkins had one had the best year of his career uh, this year, so uh, definitely some pieces to work with. They need some depth uh, in the secondary. They need some linebacker help, but uh, that was the one thing missing from that Dolphins team and the reason why they um, – they didn't have a better record. They did end up getting the playoffs, of course, but uh, they'll be able to score points. I'm not worried about that. It's all about uh, defense, and uh, hopefully Vic can uh, turn them around. Oh, he's a good defense coordinator. Mm-hmm. I think he did right yeah. thing sitting out last year, and I don't even think he really wanted to be a head coach in the first place when Denver hired him. Yeah. But for whatever reason, he interviewed, he took it, and it just didn't work out. But he had good defenses out there. and there Great was even defenses a, in Chicago, too. Great defenses in Chicago, and, and, and there was even a rumor that Sean Payton was interested in bring him back to Denver as defense coordinator. And I'm like, that would be awkward. Yeah, He literally just got fired a year ago. He would be coaching some of the same, <laughs> most of the same guys he already coached. Yeah. And some of them towards the end didn't have the best relationship with him. So I was like, that would just be awkward. So yeah. I'm glad that didn't come to fruition at all. So uh, before we talk about Super Bowl, did you watch any of the Pro Bowl um, activities, festivities over the weekend? Not a single one. Not a single I, I watched the flag football game yesterday and, Actually, was surprisingly, I was pretty entertained. Really? I really was. I like flag football, though. I, like, I enjoyed playing flag football back in the day, and it was just something different, and it was fun to see the guys having fun and not wearing helmets, but, you know, so you got to see their facial reactions and everything. And I don't know, just ha- they looked like a bunch of kids out there. I mean, it was fun to see Tyreek Hill play flag football. Yeah, he's fast in pads, let alone yeah. without pads. It was he, it was fun. He still got jacked up by uh, Jalen Ramsey. Though. Yes, he did because, uh, uh, yeah, that was I don't know what Devontae Adams was doing flipping. Yeah, out. he it, wasn't gonna get in, but I don't know. I flipped the ball. People behind were him. ripping on, um, were, were ripping on Jalen Ramsey for two. He he literally he couldn't no, do anything. He could, different. Couldn't go Nothing. anywhere. He got yeah. bumped into him. So yeah. uh, it was cool. The Manning brothers uh, took it very serious. There was a lot of bragging rights uh, between the two on the line. So. Uh, yeah, the, I enjoyed watching that. The movie. reason why I have a hard time tuning in is Tyler Huntley. Will that was that was my complaint. Be a Pro Bowler, like he'll yeah. forever have that title. Yeah, he was a backup quarterback his entire career all year. Yep. 
and he was horrendous when he came in and played, but somehow yeah. he got a fourth alternate spot. I don't even know how that works. There there um, was a lot of other guys that should have got it over him, or at least been asked. Yeah. Um, I, I don't mean, know how he got it. Josh either. Allen decided to play golf instead. Sure. Um, it's just kind of a, just the all pro teams are fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I, I am glad they're not doing some sham of a football game though, where flag yeah. football is probably. They're trying, they're trying, they're trying anything they can. And I'm sure people um, still watch it. I did not. I, uh, I, I refuse to watch it. <laughs> I was <laughs> bored uh, yesterday. Not yesterday much was, was on a bad TV day. Um, yeah, it was a bad, it's always a bad sports TV day. Usually yeah. the, the Sunday between, uh, conference championship and Super Bowl weekend, but yeah, I just caught myself watching it, and then it was just kind of one of those things like, oh, I just want to see how this plays out. So it was good, good game too. They played three games, three two quarter games, and the NFC ended up winning by three because hmm. it was fifty yard field, and there was only one first down, and then you could run until you got to the five yard line. Five yard line, then you couldn't, couldn't run, run the ball. Out. You had to pass. <clears throat> so, and it wasn't there a time limit on. Um how long you could hold the ball to was it four seconds yeah yeah and you could rush passer i mean there was a center mm-hmm. and, and you could rush passer they had tyree kill rushing passer at one time that's all afc that, yeah. and he batted down a pass on fourth down and goal and goal to goal situation so yeah it was different i mean i'm not saying it was great but it was mm-hmm. it was different it beats an actual football game when they're not trying to tackle each other and turns into a touch yeah which is yeah that's exactly what it was i mean all the all-star games have just started lacking um interest for a lot of fans i mean the mlb yeah. one at least still means something but uh doesn't anymore oh did they take that away a couple of years ago oh gosh i i, I think the last them. one was maybe 2017 that meant something oh wow Where the, have I been? the thing about baseball though you can't fake it where you, you can fake basketball you can fake football but those guys pitchers coming in they're actually throwing harder than they do in regular games so it uh, makes it even more difficult yeah, um, I don't know the hockey one, but I mean that's tough on the goalies. You're going against the best scorers yeah. in the NHL. Yeah. That's always a high scoring one. The NBA is a dunk contest during the game, pretty yeah. much. Um, I used to wa- enjoy watching all of them as a kid, but I've got older. I don't really yeah. tune in I, too often. I will say um, <laughs> the uh, best catch competition was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I did not see that. I, I, I didn't watch it, but I like saw a clip of it and like they're jumping off trampolines trying to make these crazy. It's just stupid. It was just it was dumb. Some so, some of the events were kind of cool where you, you had like the linemen going through this gauntlet thing where they had to run through a couple walls and do that sort of stuff, which was kind of fun. But um, yeah, I saw clips of the uh, best catch comp and it was it was so stupid. It was honestly stuff we try to do in pools, I guess. Jumping off the diving board, trying to catch football, but. <laughs> Um, I was impressed by how many people were at the football game yesterday. Yeah. So, yep. But uh, Super Bowl or the Kelsey Bowl, a lot of a lot yeah. of them are calling brothers Jason Kelsey of the Philadelphia Eagles and Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs going to get each other. Uh, who do you got in Super Bowl Fifty Seven? Um, I I know you wouldn't listen to it because it involves Travis Kelsey, but Jason and Travis's podcast—they have a really good podcast—is fantastic. Uh, They're funny, uh, all that. Um, All this talk this week, Aaron Foster saying that um, the NFL gives out a script (laughs) every uh, preseason of what's supposed to happen, and you're supposed to follow that script, which (laughs) is the dumbest thing ever. Uh, However, I did see that uh, 
somebody accidentally put the final score on uh, football reference there. Did you see that? No. Uh, that the NFL released the script for the Super Bowl, and it had the uh, Philadelphia Eagles winning 37-34. And uh, you know what? I'm going to see if it comes true. This will be the J-Man's Book It prediction of the week. The Philadelphia Eagles will win the Super Bowl 37-34. <laughs> you know how many um, people are going to put that on, those that in Vegas now? Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be so many people doing that. Um, I think the Chiefs are quite a bit better. Um, however, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. The the I mean, Jalen Hurts has passed four games. He's looked like uh, he's looked like Tyler Huntley out there. He he's <laughs> is coming off injury. Um, Mahomes didn't play that great against Cincinnati. He had that high ankle sprain. It should be fairly healed now. Um, the Eagles' pass rush, though, man, seventy sacks this year. Um, I think 18 more sacks than anyone else in the NFL or something like that. They they, they can get after you. Um, I, I think it'll be a very competitive game. Very competitive. I think these are the two best teams on paper in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think San Francisco's right there, but they had to play with a third-string quarterback down yeah. the stretch. And, and, and nothing against Brock Purdy because he played pretty well. But when he got injured in the championship, their yeah. hope was gone. Um, so I think, I think it should be a good game. I hope you're right, but I'm afraid you're not going to be right. And I'm afraid the chiefs are going to get their second Super Bowl victory in the last five years. And then maybe they've officially become the NFL for most, a majority of the fans, their least favorite team. Maybe that will happen. Yeah. Um, um, I've, I've gotten chiefs fatigue. Um, <clears throat> they have some likable guys. I like Travis Kelsey. I know a lot of people don't cause he's cocky. Great football player. Uh, but- great football Arguably, he might go down as the best tight end in the history of the NFL. Best He's pass on pace. tight end. He's on pace. Um, Patrick Mahomes is a likable guy. His brother and wife are not. Um, trying to think of other dudes. I mean, you you got like George Karloftis there. He had a pretty good rookie year. I think he had six sure. sacks. He, uh, yeah. I, think he, I think he had a sack in the uh, AFC Championship game as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Eagles, though, their fans are despicable. Um, Coach fits them perfectly. Coach fits the, the fan base. Absolutely. Absolutely. Per- I'm surprised he wasn't one of the guys trying to climb up a greased up pole after uh, <laughs> after the uh, NFC championship game. Um, I, I think it's a very, very competitive game. Who's favored? Do we know that? I haven't checked. I want to say Philadelphia's favored last time I uh, heard on the tweeter. Well, um, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you. I hope you're right that Philadelphia wins, but I'm going to take Kansas City. Uh, 31-27. Eagles are a one-and-a-half-point favorite. That kind of surprises me that they're favored. But uh, J-Man's Book Ridge Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for life, home, auto, business, renters, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. Okay. Yep, it's, it's crazy. Think Super Bowl weekend's here already. Seems like the season just started. And it went by um, fast. And the off season usually drags. Come come about uh, July one, I'm ready. I'm ready, especially when my baseball team's out of it. Well, it, it always ramps up and with free agency, but that's right during NCAA tournament time. Yeah. So you got a ton going on all at once. And then you have the NFL draft, which will give us a little bit of taste. But from the draft until training camp starts, nothing nothing really happens. Yeah. No, it's usually usually pretty quiet, or you hope it's quiet. Because that means you guys are staying out of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll see. I'm just ready for, I don't know, I'm ready for some 
stability out in Denver. Five coaches in eight years. Just, it's crazy. It's just laughable. Just yeah. laughable. And I know Kubiak was because of health reasons after mm-hmm. two years, but the rest were just poor performances. Yeah. So, all right. Well, do you want to get educated, J Man? Let's do it. All right. Let me pull this up here. I actually have it pulled up if you uh, want me to do it. Oh, I feel like you read it every week, so I'll give you the week off. I'll give you the week off. All right. Let's see. On this day, 1926, the NFL ruled that college students were ineligible until college classes classes graduate. Could you imagine if they did that now? (laughs) Oh, that'd be funny. Didn't come here to play school. Oh, Cardell Jones. <laughs> um, on this day, 1958, future baseball Hall of Famer, famer famed outfielder Ted Williams became the highest paid player in MLB when he re-signed with the Boston Red Sox for $135,000. Man, that's money back then. Teddy Williams. On this day, 1970, the NBA expanded to 18 teams, placing teams in Buffalo, Cleveland, Houston, and Portland. Buffalo doesn't have a team anymore, though. On this day, 1971, American astronaut Alan Shepard became the first person to hit a golf ball on the moon. Wow. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Any desire to go up into space? No. I think it'd be fascinating, but I'm too much of a weenie. (laughs) Yeah. No, no thank you. I'm perfectly fine here. I'd come encounter with a alien somehow you 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 would discover an alien race yep i would it it would not go well for you it would not it would not (laughs) uh on this day in 1983 the pro bowl was played in aloha stadium in honolulu hawaii the nfc beat the afc 20 to 19 who was the mvp there was actually two of them two mvps 83 so one was in the afc one was in the nfc 82 season 83 pro bowl um, Joe Montana. Good guess. Um, one of them was a quarterback of Dan Fouts with the San Diego okay. Chargers. And then John Jefferson, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. I've heard of Dan Fouts. I hadn't heard of John Jefferson. So. Uh-uh. Uh, let's see what else we got here. On the thing, 1994, the Pro Bowl was played in Honolulu, Hawaii. The NFC beat the AFC 17-3. to Who was the MVP for the NFC? NFC in 94. He was a wide receiver. I'll give you that. A wide receiver in 94. Was it Chris Carter? Good guess. Andre Risen, oh, former man. Michigan State Spartan mm-hmm. of, of the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons. <clears throat> I'm just saying this because it's on here, and I'm kind of laughing about it because he wasn't that great of a player by any means. Well, on this day, 1998, the Twins traded Chuck Knobloch to the New York Yankees for $3 million and four minor leaguers. He, uh, he got the yips pretty bad at uh, second base in his career yes, with the Yankees. A few more here on this day in 2000. The Pro Bowl was played NFC. Man, the NFC dominates the AFC. They did. NFC beat the AFC 51 to 31. Who was the MVP? It was NFC, NFC 2000, Randy Moss. Yes, Randy Moss. On this day in 2005, who won the Super Bowl? 05, so it was the 04 season. Mm hmm. Uh, was that the was that the Patriots over Eagles? Was the Patriots over the Eagles in Jacksonville, Florida, twenty four twenty one? Can you name me the MVP? 
Was it Dion Branch? It was Dion Branch. Look at you. It's like you read these earlier or something. I didn't. I promise. <laughs> I remember. All right. On this day, 2011, who won the Super Bowl? Uh, Packers over Steelers? Yep. I hated that Super Bowl. I thought it was Me so too. boring. It was terrible. 31 25. It was actually a decent game. Who was uh, MVP? Pittsburgh scored a touchdown with like 10 seconds left or something to make it that close. Uh, it was a Rodgers. It was Aaron Rodgers. No. And lastly, on this day last year in Allegiant Stadium in Vegas, uh, the AFC beat the NFC 41-35 in the Pro Bowl. Who were the MVPs? Um, it was two, not in the Super Two Bowl. AFC guys were MVPs. Mahomes? No, good guess though. Herbert? Herbert was one. Uh, what position does the other guy play? Uh, D-end. Frank Clark, Max Crosby. Oh, yep. Vegas's own Max Crosby. And I just, I just realized I didn't pull the banner up, but uh, that's for all the viewers on the ISC sports network or watching live on the Tandem J man show. uh, Facebook. I didn't have the banner up, but everybody listening can't see the banner. So, Uh, but but for all the viewers and listeners, long as they say, this is brought to you by like it is every week. Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran owned and operated woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. They provide a hundred percent hand cut custom designs to fit your needs. And their pieces are a great addition to any home office or man cave. You can see some of their recently completed projects by visiting the at Mooney Woodcrafts on Instagram and Facebook. And if you let them know the Tan and J-Man show sent you, you can get 15% off your order. Kyrie Irving traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Dallas Mavericks. Is it official now? Is- I saw earlier today that it wasn't official yet because the Mavs were seeing if one more team or the Nets were seeing if one more team could get involved. Oh. Um, I have no idea, honestly. Okay. I'm guessing. But uh, Kyrie Irving is arguably the greatest cancer of any NBA player of our lifetime. Worse than Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman went out there and did his job, at least. Yes. Kyrie refused to play. Wasn't happy in Cleveland, surrounded by superstars. Wasn't happy in Boston when he was the superstar. Not happy in Brooklyn, where he's surrounded by Kevin Durant, uh, even James Harden last year. Um, He's not going to be happy in Dallas. He's, he's not going to have the ball as much. Luca is the dude. And if I'm Dallas, I'm scared that it uh, ruins your relationship with Luca. 100%. If I'm all the other teams, I'm I'm starting to see what I can yeah. package to try to get them in the future. Absolutely. I'm with you. I, I, I did find it funny that uh, the Brooklyn Nets owner uh, said, um, or supposedly, um, that he was okay with trading Kyrie Irving to anywhere except LA because LA is where Kyrie wanted to be. Both uh, so LA uh, teams wanted him. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So that that's kind of a, a hilarious pettiness there by the uh, Nets owner. But uh, Kyrie and Kevin Durant ended up playing 75 games together in four years. That's it. Yeah, he's a great basketball player, but he's not worth mm-hmm. the headache. No. Um, if I was the Nets, I mean, they got a decent haul for him, so I understand why they did it. But I want it as just a casual NBA guy who actually is a Seattle Supersonics fan. <laughs> um, I wanted them just to hold on to him uh-huh. and make him sell the rest of the season. Yeah. I I find it funny that Kyrie thinks he's going to get a max deal. Who's going to give him a max deal if he's not going to play? He's hurt all the time. He's whining. He's putting anti-Semitic stuff out there. Um, 
He's a joke. Yep. Absolute great basketball player. One of the top right in when he's healthy, head on straight, top ten player in the NBA. Yeah. But how often is he healthy it's and head on straight? And now for years. Yeah, never. So yeah, he, he is a mess. Um yeah, I think this crumbles Dallas. I think it was stupid for them to Very do stupid. this, but we'll yeah. see how it plays out. Did you did you see um what Bones Highlands doing out in, in Denver? Mm-mm. You know, he's a second-year guy, mm-hmm. um, really popular out there, been playing well. They're number one team in the West right now. They're on pace to do something they've never done in the history, you know, if it keeps up of their franchise and get to the NBA Finals, which I hope they do for my bold prediction. But he comes out, starts complaining that he wants a bigger role with the team. And he's in line to win the sixth man of the year. So Mike Malone benched him and wow. is refusing to play him, and now it looks like they're going to trade him because man. they're just not having it. Players came out against him. Pretty Good. much, you know, Murray pretty much said, you know, we're winning games. Yeah. And, you know, you're, he, and he still played a lot of minutes. He's playing good basketball, but he came, went on a national yeah. show, or I think it was to one of the TNT guys and complained about his role, that he wanted yeah. a bigger role. It's like, okay, they'll ship you off to somewhere like Charlotte or Sacramento, and you can go have a bigger role and never win anything. Sacramento, I think, is the top four seed in the. Uh, Are they really? Well, yeah. I just threw them out there because they're usually <laughs> losing. I know Charlotte's not yeah. good. Yeah, so. Char- Charlotte's terrible. Um, that's selfish. Like, yep. you clearly don't care about the team or winning. You just c- nope. care about yourself. Yep, yep. And, and it's too bad because, like I said, he was a fan favorite out in Denver, mm-hmm. and now the fans are like, okay, screw this guy. Yeah. Like, that's what he's going to be about. And NBA, man, it's it's a crazy league. There's more selfish guys in the NBA than any other professional league. Easily. Which, which yeah. there's a lot of selfish football players and baseball players, too, and I'm sure mm-hmm. there's some hockey players, but NBA is all about stats. Yep. There's a reason – a lot of them don't even shoot buzzer beaters. Yeah, uh, from like half quarter on because they don't want to shoot up their or yeah. mess up their shooting percentage. Give me yeah, they, they they might do at end of game if it's yeah, close, yeah. but de- definitely not break. end of quarter. Give definitely me a break. Not. Give me a yep. break. But glad you brought that up because that was a hot topic that I I did yeah. want to discuss because he's just something. And the media covers him and covers him and covers him, and he sure. barely plays. Barely plays. But well, hopefully, looks- him being in Dallas, they'll stop covering him a little bit. It looks like LeBron this week will pass Kareem for the NBA's um, all-time leading scorer. So. Probably. He was only maybe 60 points away or something like that. Here's a good question for you. What team has LeBron scored the most points against? He's in the East for a majority of uh, – he's in Cleveland, obviously, Miami. Uh, the Bulls? No. Good guess, though. Bucks, Pacers? Pistons? Buck, Bucks one, Pacers two. Oh, yep. Figured it was one of those divisions yep. in that and, division. Uh, yeah, because because at first I was kind of surprised by it, and then I thought, oh duh, he played Cleveland for so long. Yeah. That's their that's in their division. So yeah, yeah. Hmm. So all right, uh, I got some more association here for you. It's actually baseball related. Oh sweet, yeah. Uh, the World Baseball Classic, which I am not a fan of. I've um, never liked it. Starts here in about four weeks or so. The reason why I don't like it is it takes place during spring training and guys are getting to their teams like two weeks before the season starts. Uh, a lot of those guys go on to not have very good years. So like say a Suzuki's playing for Japan. We got uh, uh, Matt, Matt Mervis, their top, one of their top hitting prospects playing for, uh, what is he playing for team Italy team Israel? I don't remember. But like, <laughs> I, I, I don't like guys missing spring training. I, I wish they played the world baseball classic in like January when nothing's going on. I, I saw where Cashman blocked Luis 
Severino to, from playing for Good. whoever I, he was going to play for. Um, Marcus Stroman's playing for somebody. So those guys won't even be around their team until mm-hmm. a week or two before the season. They're going and playing competitive baseball the whole time. They can't even work on themselves, you know, and getting yep. in that good of hitting shape. Anyway, uh, that got me thinking, what was the U.S. World Baseball Classic roster the first year, 2006? So I have 14 guys I feel like here. it was stacked then because I remember uh, you could play with MVP, MVP baseball yeah. on, the, on the PlayStation 2. Yeah, three, this two, I think this team is loaded. Looking at it here, there's two, three. There's like three for sure Hall of Famers. One should be a Hall of Famer, but he's a steroid guy. Uh, two should be Hall of Famers, but steroid guys. One guy might get in this year, like loaded. Um, starting with Roger Clemens, Rocket. Rocket. Um, Steroid guy, one that should be in the Hall of Fame, probably never will be, but it was good wherever he was. Red Sox, Blue Jays, Yankees, even Astros as an old guy, then back on the Yankees again. Um, I just remember Steinbrenner throwing out his checkbook to him when he was old <laughs> yeah. and playing half the season. Yeah, um, Did, didn't have to come to games except for his starts. They'd fly him in for each yeah. start. Yeah, and he, he showed up that one day in the Bronx and took over the microphone the press box and announced to the stadium that he was back. And, <laughs> and then there was that uh, funny video of uh, like way in the future, and he's like 90-some years old. I want to pitch. And, <laughs> I, forgot, and I completely forgot about that. Snipebrenner's a brain. And he's like, <laughs> Brian Cashman Jr. 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 is the GM. He's like, Brian, sign this man. <laughs> Rock it. <laughs> oh, that was yeah. funny. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh He's obviously a great pitcher, but I think yeah. I'll remember him jerk, most. So he's a jerk throwing the uh, shards of a bat at uh, Mike Piazza. Piazza. That was awesome. In the World Series. <laughs> uh, Al Leiter. Oh man, lefty for the for the Mets. That's where I remember him as a Mets. I know he's a Marlin too, and I'm probably forgetting a few other teams. But uh, yeah, steady Matt, Al. Marlin. Yeah, steady Al. He's always a good pitcher to be on those old video games. Mm-hmm. Brad Lidge, Notre Dame grad. Yeah, um, was a good closer for the Astros. Had a good couple good years, and then just kind of fell off. Yeah, he had a great year with the Phillies when they won the World Series, and it was mm. terrible after that. No eight. Yeah, he's probably most known for giving up a seven hundred foot homer to uh, Albert Pujols <laughs> in the NLCS. Thing still hasn't landed. Uh, Jake Jake Peavy. That's a name I haven't thought of in a while. Um, was good until the White Sox traded for him. Yeah. He was great with Padres. <laughs> he really went downhill. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he was a good Padre, was steady. It's uh, so one of those pitchers that w- w- was getting a lot of attention, but we never saw play because the West Coast's yeah. never on TV, or if it is, it's the Dodgers now, and yeah. you just don't stay up late to watch the Padres. Yep. Dontrell Willis. D-Train, sideways hat, crooked hat, was awesome for the Marlins, was okay for the Tigers. But, yeah, he was part of that uh, 03 Marlins team that broke the Cubs' hearts and then dominated the Yankees in the World Series. Yep. Big leg kick. I remember when, <laughs> he, when he came up. Holy crap. Um, Jason Veritek. Jason Veritek. Uh, as a Yankee fan, didn't like him. He was hard and soul of the Red Sox for many, many years. Uh, punched A-Rod in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I actually miss... When that rivalry was like that, that rivalry is yeah. not even close to what they used to be. I don't in see my too opinion. many rivalries like that in baseball um, anymore. Well, you know, Przinsky and Barrett and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You just don't see. Um, but yeah, Veritek was good. I mean, solid for that team. He was the captain of the Red yeah. Sox. Yep. Yeah. Derek Jeter. 
captain of the Yankees. Like I said, it was the latest captain until Aaron Judge just got appointed captain a few weeks ago. Um, heart and soul of the Yankees, maybe my favorite baseball player of all time. I don't know. That's a tough question for me to answer, but he's, he's up there. Um, look, dude doesn't age. <laughs> He yeah, looks, looks just like yeah. he did when he was 30 some. So um, even though he's a Hall of Famer, don't get me wrong, got more recognition because he was a Yankee than he would have anywhere else. For sure. Sure. Chipper Jones. Oh, I like Chipper growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and Andrew Jones, the Jones brothers, as I used to call them, even though they're not related uh, for the Braves. He was the heart and soul in the face of those Braves teams. Besides the pitchers, maybe Mannix, Smoltz, Glavin of winning all those AL East uh, titles for years and years and years when we were growing up and just seemed like a good dude yeah Derek lee i liked his last name um good for the marlins even better for the cubs great trade for hesop Choi when they fleece the marlins looking back yeah. he that's who that lee. was involved right in that trade yep. straight up yeah, yeah he was a really really good baseball player for the uh-huh. cubs chase utley Yankee killer in the 09 playoffs, even though they beat the Phillies. He, he might be a Hall of Famer uh, yeah. this year. He, he might be yeah. a first ballot guy, which is surprising. He but. was good. He, him and Jimmy Rollins and, mm-hmm. and uh, Cole Hamels and, like you said, Brad Lidge, some of those guys, they they were really good for those two years. Bobby Abreu is a guy. Bobby Abreu. He was so underrated. Yeah. Yeah. He was even good in his old age uh, for yeah. a couple years for the Yankees. Yeah. A-Rod. Oh, I still like A-Rod to this day. A lot of people don't, um, especially a lot of women. They, they think he's a jerk, and probably rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, but guy that didn't need steroids, that's what's maddening. He didn't need him. He was going to be great yep. without him. Was good everywhere he went. Um, Mariners, Rangers, which is still weird to look back on his Rangers career. Then Yankees. Got one ring. Finally got that ring in 09. Um, was definitely a shortstop, not a third baseman, but had to, had to do what he had to do. And, uh, yep. yeah, he's still... In the media today, he's still in the headlines. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Damon. A guy I hated and loved and actually had his jersey when he was a Yankee. Yeah. It's funny. what I was just talking with one of our friends the other day. It's funny how how sports can do that to you as fans. Sometimes you hate a guy and then he, then he wears your team's jersey or uniform and you flip your opinion on him, or maybe you do after a year or so. But uh, you can't beat Johnny Damon when he's the K-man, though. Yeah, on, on, on the on the Red Sox. I don't remember his A's days very well, but the no. Red Sox, and then the then then the Yankees. Matt Holiday, good Colorado Rocky, and he was safe. Josh, by the way, uh, <laughs> I that's it. That's one of those things that you look at it a hundred times and can't tell. Oh, you can't, can't. It was can't tell if he was safe or he was out. It yeah, was so close against the Padres in the extra game to get into the playoffs, but but it was good on the A's, good on the Rockies. Pretty good on the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Um, solid baseball player. Now his son's in the league. Yeah, he's the number one overall pick this past year, son Jackson. Supposedly he has another son that's going to be a really good one too. Goes in the so his, his brother was the uh, head baseball coach at Oklahoma State. Holiday was bench coach, I believe, for the Cardinals. He was hired this past year, but then he decided to not do that. So mm-hmm. he's no longer there. But uh, Last one here, notable steroid guy, King Griffey Jr., <laughs> oh, that's gonna get a front front reaction from Andrew Eiler. Uh best swing in baseball all time. Mm-hmm. It's pretty man, he he was cool, especially for the, <laughs> he for was the Bears. Cool he was yeah. cool. I saw a pair of his shoes the other day. Um 
some shoe manufacturer had a dis, uh, discount going on for a shoe. And I'm like, man, that's a sharp shoe. If I thought I could pull that off, I would get those, but I don't <laughs> think I can at the age of almost 31. That's for the young kids nowadays. Uh, but backwards hat, uh, swing man. Um, mm-hmm. I, I remember seeing him in the first year with the Reds. I saw him play in Sarasota in spring training. The buzz was crazy, yeah. crazy for him. And just couldn't stay healthy, unfortunately. Yep. Hamstrings, man. Hamstrings. Yeah. Yep. That's all I got for you. I like that list. That was a good word association word association segment, which is brought to you by Like It Is Every Week, Performer Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Performer Print 2 Promo Group has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call today at 574-210-3815. Yes, sir. College hoops. Interesting hoops, weekend hoops. around the country. A lot of upsets. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. of big boys of went upsets. down, including, unfortunately, my number one mm-hmm. ranked, still number one ranked, Purdue Boilermakers. I don't know if I ever recall that, Josh. Have you? Where a number one team in the country loses and doesn't fall? Did Tennessee uh, lose earlier in the week? To Florida, yeah. That's probably why. 14 or 15 points. Yeah, because they ended up winning against Auburn at home, Mm -hmm. who's ranked. Mm -hmm. Um, Who else is – who's third? Houston, they lost earlier in their week too, didn't they? Houston didn't – I don't believe they lost. It's just how they lost to – Temple a couple weeks ago. Uh, let me see. Maybe they did lose. I don't hmm. think they lost though. Yeah, that's. Yeah, you don't see that very often though. Um, let me see here. Let me. Yeah, you you knew that one was going to be an absolute. Houston killed Temple yesterday. Battle. And yeah, oh no, they beat Wichita State. Temple Temple won both their games, but they're still ranked third at twenty two and two. Hmm. Um, you. You, you knew it was going to be tough. Place is going to be rocking. I don't think many people thought IU would come out and score 50 points in the first half. Um, just punched him in the mouth early, and uh, Purdue fought back, though. And I, I know there's no moral victories, especially when you lose a rival like that, but you got to like the way they didn't just fold. Yeah, uh, I do. You're they, right. I mean, they could have folded, but you know, uh, that doesn't make it feel any better. In their previous loss against Rutgers, one point a day, were down 12 and a half, but that was at home. So I was like, okay, they can come back. The other day, down mm-hmm. 15. I'm like, I wasn't, I didn't totally, I hadn't totally given up yet at that point, but I was feeling pretty down. I'm like, they got to get back in it within the first five minutes. They really didn't do that. But then by the first 10 minutes of the half, they had cut it down um, pretty severely. I don't remember what it was exactly. And then they got cleared down to one towards uh, with about uh, a little over a minute left. And Ray Thompson got fouled, went to the line, hit them both, and then Purdue turned it over. And then in the end, ended up winning uh, 79 74. Um, but yeah, you're right. It was a bloodbath. Uh, IU shot the ball amazingly in the first half, close to 60%. They were giving IU what they wanted as far as mid range jumpers. IU was just hitting them. Hood Shafino was the good Hood Shafino. Uh, Tracy Jackson Davis, really good game. Uh, guys were hitting in the first half, Miller Cobb, um, a few others. But then, second half, a lot of them woke up and weren't hitting as much. And Purdue actually outshot them in the second half. A lot of it was Zach Eady down low, which IU didn't have an answer for. Nobody has an answer Nobody for the guy has. anymore. He's 30-plus points again, 18 rebounds, was a Big Ten player of the week again for a sixth time, which ties Biggie Swan again for the most of Purdue history. He's only one back of Evan Turner's all-time record of seven in, in a season. 
Um, got to think he'll probably get another one at some point. Yeah. Um, but those two guys went at it. It was fun to watch those two going at it. Uh, I thought Trace Jackson Davis was trying to get himself in a fight <laughs> early in the game when he chest bumped Mason Gillis. Uh, that's the one guy Purdue I wouldn't want to fight out of yeah. all of them. He's the one I wouldn't want to pick on. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, you're right. I, I, I mean, of course, I would have. I would want to win that game, and I want to beat them worse than I do any other opponent. But Purdue fought back when they could have just got their doors blown off them, and that showed me a lot about the team. A lot of that that they're resilient, and they, they, yeah. they grind, and they're they're mature. Um, I mean, the freshman guards did struggle at times. Um, it's a tough environment. Yeah, Probably the toughest my, they've played in all year. Easily. And my my dad was telling me the next day, he remembered Alford going into Mackey first time having zero points. Damon Bailey going in having two. I remember Romeo struggling at mm-hmm. Mackey. And just in that rivalry, you get that a lot of times out of freshmen and their first experience. Uh, they'll meet up again here in a couple weeks on the 25th at Mackey. Um, that's a 7.30 night game. Got to think the uh, result will be flipped there or a good chance it will be flipped, but uh, hopefully Dick Vitale's not on the call there. I don't think I can take another few hours of him. Terrible. Uh, didn't call back to uh, Knight and Katie as much as I thought he was going to, but still quite a few times. Um, it could have got really ugly there. Indiana fans threw stuff on the court two different times. Um, not sure how they didn't get technical the second time. Yeah. I'm still kind of confused by that. Um because the first thought, first time was supposedly a half-eaten donut was thrown at the Purdue uh, <laughs> huddle during timeout, and second time was something on the court. I'm not sure what it was, mm. uh, which, which Matt was saying it was three times because you saw the ref, he was doing this. Like, this is the third time something's got thrown, which, and he, you know, and the awful thing about scenarios like that, it could always be an away fan, too, throwing something, you know, you know what I'm saying? So he can never yeah. – but I did think Vital uh, addressing that was good on commentary. He said, no need for that. Find that person, kick him out. Um, so pretty hostile environment the other day. I was surprised that Indiana rushed the court. I do understand it's students. So the students are only a part of the fan base. That's 18 to 22 year olds. They're going to have their fun. Um, I'm guessing it's just because Purdue was ranked number one, but that's back to back years. Now Purdue has, they've rushed the court against Purdue. And I just always laugh about the little brother, big brother arguments. Um, it's, it's, it's just interesting that they rush the court. I was just surprised by that. The, um, they are the kings, kings of making fun of other schools rushing the court. Yeah. They do it more than anyone. Yeah, they've done it quite a few times over the last yeah. 13 I years. They rushed the court against the number 24 Illinois team in 2011. They hadn't won um, a game, a Big Ten game for like an ages then. Doesn't matter. I know. Um, I, I the, remember that game. Yeah, be, beating the number one Kentucky. That makes sense. Last the, second, the, the shot. way that happened. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's just like sure. I, I honestly don't care if fans or students rush the court. It's whatever. But uh, at, at least don't be the people ripping on other teams doing it. And then you do the same thing. So. Well, it's, it's interesting that five of Purdue's last six road losses, they've got the court rushed on them. Really? The one they didn't was the buzzer beer against Michigan State last year. Yeah, they're not going to rush. When's the last time Michigan State's rushed the court? Exactly. Ever? Michigan yeah. State's a blue blood. Or at least yeah. they think, you know, that's their mindset. Uh-huh. I can tell you, Purdue's last time they rushed the court was 2008 when they beat a ranked Wisconsin team with the Baby Boilers. Because even when Purdue sucked when I was a student, the student or the student body or the, the paint crew student body. It's tough to rush the court. It is. At, you got to jump Mackie down. Yeah. I mean, because I remember – 
Purdue almost beat Michigan. Michigan was a top 10, if not top five team. And Good Robson Jr. broke the hearts of Purdue everywhere uh-huh. in overtime. But even if they would have won that game, we as students weren't going to rush the court because our mindset was we're at home. We're expected to win this game. Right. Even though we were major underdogs. Mm-hmm. That was just the mindset. And so I was just, I'm not saying, you know, 18, 20 year old students are to 22 year old students are going to do what they want. Have fun. I was just surprised because especially with IE being ranked 21st, it just took me yeah. by surprise. Yeah. Um, Illinois fans rushed the court in 2019 after they beat number five, Michigan state and IO after the game said that is the last time yeah. you guys are allowed to rush the court. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and they haven't since. Yep. And so uh, just, uh, yeah. Interesting look. I thought, uh, let's go through and pick some games here real quick. Uh, good one tomorrow night. Uh, 24 Rutgers at number 18, Indiana. Yeah, Indiana f- goes up three spots. They split last week, losing at Maryland, uh, but then beat Purdue, of course. Um, Indiana had beat Rutgers in like eight or nine straight games. Wow. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah, Rutgers, Rutgers kind of owns the state of Indiana. Um, I'm going to take <laughs> Indiana, though, in a close one. Yeah, I think uh, Indiana might come out a little flat. After beating number one, uh, and and Rutgers can make you come out flat too because they have the best defense in uh, in mm-hmm. the Big Ten this year. They struggle offensively. Uh, Cliff Om- Omaruyi though can hold his own against uh, Trace Jackson Davis. Uh, I think Indiana in a close one as well. I wouldn't be surprised either way. So yeah, uh, big one here for the home team, Maryland at Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan State's got to get this one, don't they? Has. I, I don't understand how they're safely in the tournament. Their best win is Iowa at home. Committee loves Tom and loves Michigan State. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. It's the they, brand. they have a road um, win at Wisconsin. Wisconsin blows. They have a win against Kentucky. Kentucky is hanging on by a thread right now in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. No, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think yeah. if this was at Maryland, I'd pick Maryland. But since it's in East Lansing, yeah. I think they get this one done. Coming off a loss, too, I think uh, Michigan State yeah. – uh, When's that one? Uh, Minnesota has COVID issues. So unfortunately for Illinois, after losing a real tough one on Saturday, they don't get a get right game and get some confidence against Minnesota this week. Hey, the big uh, team can uh, pack their schedule together tightly yeah. before they play at Purdue. That, that, they, that's okay and that's exactly what they'll probably do. Cause the only <laughs> open spots sounds like February 25th or February 28th. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that sucks. Cause Illinois is going to win that, that one does, by 30. Yeah, yeah that does suck. <laughs> um, Wednesday here, if my computer loads, Nebraska at Michigan. Nebraska got a win yesterday against a bad loss for Penn State. Yeah, yeah. Um, Michigan's starting to get right a little bit. Um, they mm, need to, yeah. they need to do a little more work to get in the tournament, but they're yeah, starting to trend the right. Work. They're starting to trend the right direction. I'll take Michigan. Give me Michigan at home. Uh, Wisconsin at Penn State. Both teams need it. I don't think either team gets in though. Penn State gets this done at home. I agree. Was a bad loss for him yesterday. Uh, Thursday night we have Iowa at Purdue. This game scares me because I was starting to. Well, I I, I call them very hot. And I look, they won three out of the last five, but they're all been, yeah. three have been home games. Um, thankfully, and Purdue doesn't have one. To... One of the games they're allowed to shoot thirty five free throws, including twenty six in the second half. Yeah, I'm so. surprised you didn't talk about that at all till right now. I'm surprised it took you this long. I'm to be honest, still too pissed off to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is the only time these two teams play. I, I think Purdue gets it done, but I could see it being a pretty close game. I, I don't think I was very good. They'll make the tournament um, per, Purdue fairly easily. Uh, Northwestern you know, at Ohio State. Got a prediction. McCaffrey's going to be Notre Dame's next head coach. 
Um, I, 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 I honestly hope so. Cause I think he's a heck of a basketball coach and I want Iowa to be bad at basketball again. Cause th- those were some fun years. Well, he might've, uh, he, maybe, maybe he's kind of peaked at Iowa and, and his wife mm-hmm. went to Notre Dame. He likes the South Bend area. He used to be uh, wow. at Bethel. So yeah, Con- Connor's graduating from med school this year. He's been in school so long. I don't even know if he's he's pretty probably not a medical stu- student. Uh, who'd you um, say? I'm uh, sorry, at Ohio State. Uh, Northwestern. Give me Wildcats. I have no faith in the Buckeyes at all. I have zero faith in the Buckeyes. Uh, Northwestern big win yesterday. If Northwestern would not have won yesterday at Wisconsin, I don't think they get in. Uh, they have a better chance now, but they can't lose a they can't lose on the road at Ohio State. Uh, mm-hmm. But give me. Give me the Buckeyes. I think they, uh, they bounce back. I've never, I'm never picking Northwestern. Can't stand them. Uh, are there any games Friday night? No, there are not. Saturday afternoon games here. We have Penn State at Maryland. Maryland. Give me Maryland in that one. They're 12-1 and one at home. Uh, Rutgers at Illinois. Tough week for Rutgers. Yeah, I, th- I think Illinois gets this done. Uh, maybe it's a blessing in disguise. Uh, gets all week to prepare for Rutgers. Rutgers yeah. has to play against a tough Indiana team. So, so yeah. I'll take Illinois home. Um, first one to 50 wins this one. Top two teams in defense in the uh, Big Ten. Both teams struggle on offense at times. Uh, give me Illinois in a real close one. Uh, I'm going to skip over Wisconsin-Nebraska. Indiana at Michigan. <laughs> well, I'll take I'll take Nebraska. Um, uh, but Indiana at Michigan, you said? Mm-hmm. I think it's a good week for Michigan. I just I, – I don't trust IU on the road. I don't. They're great at home. I don't trust them on the road. I don't either. Um, give me Indiana, though. I think they're better than Michigan. I think uh, they're better, Iowa too. Iowa at Minnesota. Uh, Iowa. If this game's played, I'll take Iowa. Uh, Michigan State at Ohio State. Big one there as well. Michigan State. Yeah, give me Michigan State. And then uh, Purdue at Northwestern. I think Purdue gets it done. I think I too much size I for Northwestern. There is no way Northwestern can uh, can guard Zach Eady. No one can, as as we said. And, and but, Purdue uh, should have a good showing there too for fans. So. Yeah, absolutely should. Yeah, absolutely should. Um, any other Big Ten hoops thoughts? I got nothing. It's just a logjam from three to seven. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, uh, coin flip right now. Illinois went from they were came into Saturday second. Now I think they're sixth because they uh, they've they've lost to Maryland, Iowa, Indiana, and Northwestern. All the teams ahead of them. All the big ones. Yep. Yep. So. Yep. All right, birdie, birdie or bogey. Kobe Bryant back in 09 scored 61 points in a win over the Knicks, which at the time was a massive square garden record for an opposing player that since has been tied by whom? Is it Donovan Mitchell? Nope. Oh, shoot. Good guess. James Harden. Wasn't even on my radar. James, James Harden's one of those guys. Not a good teammate. He's kind of like Kyrie, never happy oh, yeah, wherever he goes. Kyrie. But he puts up tons of stats, win multiple All Star games, wins scoring titles. But we're not going to talk about him twenty years from now because he wins nothing. Yeah, yeah. terrible defensively. Um, yeah, he's he's going to be a Hall of Fame guy that we just don't remember. That's who I compare Kyrie Irving talent wise to, and with, but he's can't get along with anybody. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. We'll be back at it next Monday with another episode. Have a great Super Bowl weekend, everybody.